The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. On the first day of the week, at the first sign of dawn, the women went to the tomb with the spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the tomb, but on entering discovered that the body of the Lord Jesus was not there. As they stood there, not knowing what to think, two men in brilliant clothes suddenly appeared at their side. Terrified, the women lowered their eyes. But the two men said to them, Why look among the dead for someone who is alive? He is not here. He is risen. Remember what he told you when he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be handed over into the power of sinful men and be crucified and rise again on the third day. And they remembered his words. When the women returned from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the others. The women were Mary of Magdala, Joanna, and Mary the mother of James. The other women were with them also and told the apostles. But this story of theirs seemed pure nonsense, and they did not believe them. Peter, however, went running to the tomb. He bent down and saw the binding cloths, but nothing else. He then went back home, amazed at what had happened. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. This liturgy is just bursting at the seams, isn't it? An absolute smorgasbord of the word. This is our story from creation, from the very first word in the beginning, darkness. Um, we're just being landed in this story of ours. Has anyone ever had one of those sort of seven-course meals where you feel like you should have stopped at maybe course number two because your stomach is about to explode or explode or something not very good? Well, that's what's happening right now. And when we have meals like that, it's best to be with who? Friends and family, of course. I'm hoping you're on the same way home as me. Being with your family and friends and being at table. And what makes a family gather or friends gather in that kind of way? Like, what do they need other than food? What ingredient do they need in their gathering? Love. And where do you find love? In the heart. In the heart. Um, we find it in the heart. Today is really a celebration of the heart. It's a celebration of how the human heart is such a beautiful, wondrous, terribly deep thing. It's the deepest depth on earth, the human heart. The deepest depth on earth. When we grow, our heart grows too. And I think over the course of life, various things will hollow it out. Good things and bad things. You know, there's good kinds of heartbreak and there's sort of sad ones as well. But they all collectively serve to chisel and chip and dig and get down deeper than we ever thought we could go inside us. The human heart is beautiful. But darknesses, you might say, are carved out of it. And by that I don't mean evil. I mean 
deep depths. Then what happens? Because darkness is not intrinsically, you know, we use dark in, in a whole number of ways. And at the beginning of darkness, we're not saying that God created everything out of evil. I mean, just shoot it. Wouldn't make any sense at all. No, we're saying that there's a space in which something has to happen. Something. Anything. In the beginning, there was darkness over the falling. And God said what? Let there be light. Darkness was meant to beguile the light. That's, that's part of its purpose. It calls forth the light. It's hungry for it. It's pregnant to, to, to bear light. Well, the human heart does a similar thing. You might say the story of the universe is the same story of each of our hearts. It's a deep, dark abyss in there. Craving, thirsting for the light. And over the course of life, it gets deeper and deeper and deeper, which means it gets thirstier and thirstier for more. And if it's not filled, then sure, the dark becomes a kind of vacuum. And that's not always the best. But I want you to think of all the readings we've just heard water, light, freedom from hardness of heart, think of Pharaoh, having a new heart, think of that sort of theme in Ezekiel. It's not reading really happening, but this is, this is us. It's all about the journey of the heart. It's that psalm that says, Blessed is the heart in which are the roads to Zion. You have to pave a kind of little highway in your heart. It's difficult to work on the heart because the heart's so sensitive, isn't it? It's like, don't touch that. It's, it's ticklish. <laughs> and it hurts. Um, but no, that's what we're called to in this very moment. And if the heart is a dark universe, kind of like almost infinitely dark space, something has to happen. symbols of our liturgy right now are helping us communicate that to ourselves and communicate to each other. I want you to think of the human heart <laughs> as famous, but I want you to think of the human heart at its worst. It sort of shrivels up back into a little, it gets smaller, doesn't it? Think of the Grinch. <laughs> um, it shrivels into itself. It becomes dark, but it's not that kind of dark that can go anywhere. Um, and we hear, think of that passage in Matthew chapter 5 when Jesus is saying, out of the heart comes envy, jealousy, pride, gluttony, all the, all the dark that becomes out of the world came out of here, the same, the same deep state. If it doesn't work by, it's working something quite different indeed. Think then how we started this celebration. We have this candle. The candle must be pretty special because we just sang a hymn to the candle, if you heard that. The candle obviously is a profound symbol of Christ. The light of the world, blazing, burning, sort of this unquenchable, loving flame. And it costs them. 
Because over the course of the next year, you're going to see that candle give of itself. It all but melt away. That's the point. It's called kenosis. Christ pours himself out for us so that we can blaze like him. Christ desires to enter into the deepest depth of you. Run into the most far-reaching cavity of your heart. If you find that space, he wants to be there as well. So we have an invitation now. Why don't we close our eyes? Think of your heart. Think of the many things that have Let there be.